I know that pastor does baptism a little bit differently. Uh, I like to preach from the baptismal waters, but I've never been this low. <laughs> In the U.S., the baptismals are usually way up high, and there's a, there's a lot of formality to it. Um, but this is about family, the family of God. And as we gather around today and think about how appropriate this last sermon in this series really is for today. Uh, Before we wrestle with that, I just want to take one moment to offer a sentence prayer as we look at our scripture together. God, this is all about you. May you speak to our hearts. Amen. The word for today is random. Something that is random is unexpected. It doesn't seem to fit with everything else. It doesn't seem to connect with what's going on around it. And so the word for today is random because I was speaking with a fellow minister about this sermon series, Hope in the Dark. And when I told him what we were doing today, what the sermon was today for that last in the series, he said, well, that's random. And I said, what do you mean? How is it random? And he said, well, you, you started out talking about life and death, the, the real life threat of fiery furnace to Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego, and how if, they're, if they remain faithful, they might die. Then you talked about the tomb of Lazarus. And what it's like to be in the darkness of the tomb, the the cold, dark tomb. Then you talked about obstacles, facing obstacles that are in the way of freedom. The Israelites and Moses at the Red Sea. But now you're talking about religion. The theme for today is hope in spite of religion. What does that have to do with the rest? And I explained to him, as I will to you, that to me, that a religion is a system of rules and repression and regulation and legalism and rituals that teach us this false idea that if we follow all the rules and say all the words, and look the right way, and dress the right way, then we're okay. And to me, that is every bit as dangerous as a fiery furnace. It's every bit as dead as a cold, dark tomb. And it's every bit as an obstacle to freedom as the Red Sea was for the Israelites. What an appropriate day to to be thinking about this, given that it's Reformation Sunday. Martin Luther, so long ago, was thinking about the same things right here in Germany. Dead systems of religion, control, and the church of his time, teaching that if you just say all the right things and pay the right amount and and follow and behave yourself, then you have everything that you need. And Luther knew that these were death-dealing words, not words of life. And so, in fact, he became so aware of this that he wrote down 95 things that he felt like the church of his time, the, the religion of his day, needed to change 
in order to not be places of death, places of torture, and places of obstacles of freedom. We call that the 95 Thesis, and he he tacked them to the door of the chapel in, in Wittenberg, just not too far from here. And how appropriate it is to think about that in light of today. And what we're offering here at Multination Church is, is the same thing that so many churches around the world are offering. It's not religion, it's relationship with a living God. And so I think that the words of Jesus are so powerfully true for us today. In Matthew's Gospel, chapter 23, Jesus, like Luther, before, long before Luther, was preaching the same message of life, hope in spite of religion. He was preaching it not to a global church like Luther was, but to this system of religion that the Pharisees and the Sadducees and the scribes and the, the priesthood of his day were offering to the people. But especially those Pharisees who were all about laws and in fact, they created laws to help you follow the laws. <laughs> Don't work on the Sabbath day. What's work? Okay. Don't take more than this many steps outside of your door and so forth and so on. But what they neglected was the heart, the true relationship with the Father. And they neglected the love. Love being not only God, but loving the neighbor. So listen to what Jesus said to them in verse 25. Woe to you, scribes and Pharisees, hypocrites. For you clean the outside of the cup and of the plate, but inside they are full of greed and self-indulgence. You blind Pharisees. First, Clean the inside of the cup so that the outside also may become clean. Woe to you, scribes and Pharisees, hypocrites, for you are like whitewashed tombs, which on the outside look beautiful, but inside they are full of the bones of the dead and, are, and of all kinds of filth. So you also on the outside look righteous to others, but inside... You are full of hypocrisy and lawlessness. So perhaps even you today are here as someone who was a victim at some point in your life of a religious system of death, of a tomb faith. Perhaps you came from a place growing up that was full of hypocrites and liars or are people who hurt you more than they helped you, who gave you more death than they gave you life. And sometimes that can cause us to give up on church altogether. And maybe it's not someone sitting here in this room. Maybe it's someone on Facebook who, for whatever reason, maybe you don't even know why, you clicked on it today to watch this service. And you hear something that connects with you. Maybe from your childhood Maybe from young adulthood. Maybe you've never experienced a place of life. And what Jesus says we believe here today. That it's not about just the outside look. 
but it's about what we have going on in our hearts and in our minds. And that's why it's so powerful and not random that today would be the day that Doug and Aline would say, we seek baptism. And I think maybe in their life, if I'm not wrong, they've had times where the church dealt them more death than life. But not today. And they want to make public something that has happened already in their minds and in their hearts. There's no magic in this water, but it shows us something. They are preaching our sermon today with their bodies. Because as they go under the water today, you will hear me say, if you listen carefully, dying to yourself. In other words, they're dying to who they once were. Going into a watery tomb, just like Christ died for our sins on the cross and was placed in a tomb. And you'll hear, if you listen, when they come out of the water, I will say, raised to new life. Born again, as some people say. Born anew. Born afresh. Born from above, as Jesus worded it. A new life as a new person. They show us this truth by their very presence in these waters. And you'll see me give to them two gifts, a handful of salt and a candle. For they are the salt of the earth and the light of the world, as all of you are who are believers as well. I want to invite you to covenant with them to disciple them and encourage them, to allow them to disciple and encourage you. This is life. This is life to the full. Would you pray with me? Lord, as Doug and Aline come to the waters, we pray that all of us would remember our baptism and the way you called us and made us anew and gave us new life. In Jesus' name. Amen.